Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining me again today. Again, I'm with Pastor Max Buchanan. Uh, he is a, one of the, the associate of my church dealing with youth ministry, and he's gifted at that. He has a number of kids. Uh, boy, he had a ton of them this last Sunday when I went in there and did some cool things. I really liked, uh, speaking of that, Max, <laughs> you were welcoming, I believe it was maybe the sixth graders. They were the fifth, the fifth graders, so they'll be the sixth graders in the summer. We're doing like a little preview. Thing yeah, for preview. Them. And mm-hmm. and you, I when I was in, I just happened to walk over there, and you had all the kids, and you had a bunch of them yesterday, and they were lined up from the back door all the way to this stage mm-hmm. that you had these kids run through the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm run through, and they're cruising through the the tunnel, and then up on stage, and then we had everybody sit down and um, you know tell their names, their favorite ice cream. It's, it's just important that they become part of the community, and so we wanted them to be embraced by the community. Was the idea there? So it's like, hey, let's let's welcome these kids in. They're going to be in here in just a few months. I mean, May's coming up so quick when they're going to be in here, and so I'm like, let's make them all feel welcome. And, and all those all those people, all those people in your area. Uh, in your youth, which is probably around 50 yesterday, or looked like it, and mm-hmm. they they were just screaming for these kids and clapping and making yeah. them feel well. It was really a cool thing to watch. I wish I could have videotaped that and showed it to the entire church. I <laughs> yeah, mean, it was that's cool. what you do. You know, I think a failure in sometimes in youth ministry and in ministry is we don't make people feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And this just really welcomes them in and says, hey, we want you a part of the group. And yeah. Really exciting things. Well, yesterday I started talking about wisdom. We're going to continue. I read Proverbs 2, 1 through 6, and I'm going to read it again because this is a new day, and I'm going to, I only got to one point on it yesterday. So listen very carefully. I'll read quickly. Uh, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it for silver and search for his hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and the fine knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, comes knowledge and understanding. And yesterday we tried about we talked about crying out for inside, and you brought up the uh, issue of uh, taking efforts. Uh, Christianity and walking with God takes effort, you know. And but can you imagine, folks, how much better your life would be if you cried out to the Lord and you recognize this that He hears your prayer and He wants to deliver you. And of course, we know that the, that it begins with having faith and believing God's word. If you don't believe in God to begin with, you're not going to cry out to Him. Absolutely, you know. And if you were, you ever around many unbelievers when you grew up in California? Yeah, I was around. I was around a bunch of um, unbelievers, and I, I'm just grateful that I was raised in the church in rates with a high view of God's word. And I think it's cool because this kind of parallels to what we were talking about in youth on Sunday, which was First Thessalonians. And when we went in First Thessalonians two, Paul lays it out and tells the church there. He was like, "Man, you've accepted this as God's word, not merely man's word." And so that's why, you know, the church is flourishing. He's so encouraged by it. Paul's encouraged by it and says this is a church that gives him great joy, um, you know. And I, I think that that's just so important is that we view God's word as God's word and that we believe it. This isn't word for men, but this is actually God's word as instruction for us that we need to be seeking wisdom from diligently. I know, and people got to realize that God is the God that created the universe. When you when you go into space, you see those pictures back of Earth. You see the all the blue, all the you know what three quarters of the Earth is covered by water. Mm-hmm. And you see the you see the the majestic Earth. It's the most beautiful thing that you look at, and to realize that God created this with a purpose, and God had a purpose in mind, and he inhabited 
the world, starting with Adam and Eve and uh, how that went down, and then, of course, restarting things with, with Noah. But he had a, uh, some things in mind. But one of the things that he has in mind that we, we studied about and we read about, which we're going to share some more about in a minute, is he created people for each other, to have fellowship together, to pray, to bounce things off each other. We were created with companionship in mind. The importance of fellowship is vital. When things start rolling in the early church, of course, it began at Pentecost in the book of Acts, when the church came into prominent being. Peter spoke of the importance of each other. And we find that in probably one of the more famous uh, uh, chapters in Acts is Acts chapter 2, because it's the beginning of the church. But listen to how it began, and listen to verse 42 through 47 of Acts 2. He said, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, as many wonders and signs were performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those were being saved. Well, so what did they do? It says they met together. They ate together. They shared together. That's one thing at our church at Cloverdale, and I know of many other churches, is we do a lot of eating together. We do a lot <laughs> of fellowship together. In fact, on TJ's last Sunday, uh, which uh, will be next week, uh, or, or excuse me, on the 26th uh, coming up, is that we have a big feast after the second service for everybody that comes. They come and eat, and they fellowship, and you'll see people talk all over there, and they'll be saying their goodbyes to TJ. But but it, it's, it started years ago. And he said the other thing is that you come together with glad and sincere hearts. You know, people come together for church and come together for fellowship with other believers. We need to have glad and sincere hearts, not hearts that are judging others or looking uh, – out for what others' issues are, but for loving them and helping them. We are there to help each other, not to enable each other. We don't want to be someone that enables somebody that, and there's people out there that want to take advantage of the church. You, you get, We get calls all the time. They just want something for nothing. They think the church owes them. And because, because we love God that we owe them. I mean, that's, that's a sad mentality. But God has given us uh, each other to breathe wisdom into their lives. It's time for us to respond. You know, I, I believe we need to respond to the hurting and pray and pray for them and lift them up that are going through tough times. In fact, you and I are, are visiting somebody today after this that has been going through a very tough time, and, and we have chose uh, to help them with something. And, and um, I think we have to be careful to always use wisdom to, re, to let God use this discernment in following what God would have for us, you know, because, you know, he leads us down different rabbit trails oh absolutely and i think it's cool just like and i think you were hitting the nail on the head yesterday even when you were talking about relationships and friends and sharing wisdom as you were talking about it you were you were saying like making sure it's from god and i was i was reading job last night and in the the third chapter job cries out to god and then in the fourth and fifth this guy eliphaz who's his friend starts to give him advice but he's giving him the wrong advice and what's crazy is he even quotes a proverb in there but he wasn't relying on the lord to give him this this wisdom this knowledge instead he was just kind of jumping to this conclusion of no you sin that's why you're punished when we know that job was 
considered righteous, right? And he wasn't being punished. He was being tested. It was different, yet he didn't have the wisdom from the Lord to give to him. And so that's been my prayer, even as I've gone into counseling situations or or just meeting with students and stuff, is I'm like, God, like, I don't want to depend on myself at all for wisdom because inside of me, I got nothing, right? Like I want to know and I want you to lead me. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about here. You thoughtfully prayed about this person and, and it just seems like it's been on your mind and you're like, God's just led you and directed you to it. And that's what's awesome is, is seeking wisdom from God it needs to just be us saying, hey, we're here to be used by you. You know, come through us and just do something mighty and wonderful. I agree. I think that's that's very very important because we all go through tough times in life. We need we need people. When I lost our son years ago, um, back in '92, the church rallied behind us and was there to pick us up every time we started feeling blue or discouraged. Uh, with as many members of the church that we have, there will always be tragic and tough situations. In fact, Mac, you and your life uh, 20 months ago, 21 months ago, went through a very tough time like I did in a different sense. My son was five and a half, but you uh, you and your wife were pregnant with twins, and you mm-hmm. found out, I don't know, a week, week or two prior to— uh, Yeah, like the, five days. Five yeah. days prior to the birth that your little girl had died in the womb. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was a very tragic time, even though you knew you had one coming, and you, mm-hmm. boy, you certainly— uh, you know, it was really a mix of emotions, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it was the crazy. joy of— Conrad, but the loss of Margot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And holding both of them, it was just kind of a, a surreal experience. But talk about the church rallying around us. Like even even uh, one of the ladies at our church is a nurse, and she would stop by and pray with us as we were staying in the hospital. It was just crazy to see how people re, you know, respond. And, and uh, just it's so encouraging to know that we have a church that's praying for us and that's, you know, seeking wisdom from God and helping us. And because a lot of times it will feel like even as pastors, we're kind of out here on an island and we're like, oh, we have to keep up this, you know, mm-hmm. facade or whatever. Yeah. I think people fall into that at our church. It's, it's as real as they come and people pray for us, which is crazy. If we say we're having a bad day, yeah. uh, as even leaders of the church, people will rally around us. They'll pray for us and they're not scared to. And so that's what's cool about our community. What I love about our community is like, oh, man, you guys are hurting. Well, you know, let's rally around you guys, even though you're the, the leadership. Well, people bound behind you guys, and it really brought the church together because there was we at a time when, when you know, as the church is moving on, but it just people really came out of the woodwork and said, "Man, we want to help these guys. We want to be there for them and and walk with them." And uh, and we did, and 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 you guys felt that we felt, I felt it as as pastor of seeing people that didn't even know you that well that were so deeply uh, concerned, and that's what happened. When we lost our son, it just people came together. That's actually uh, when after that happened in our church is when our church just took off. It took off. It flourished uh, numerically. Mm-hmm. People uh, started coming like crazy, and uh, I. It's just we need each other. The fellowship. That's why in Acts two, the importance. Uh, one of the great importance was the fellowship coming together as a body of Christ, sharing in needs, sharing in others' hurts, and and. Sharing in their victories. As you know, in this church, we share in victories. I always talk about victories when I hear about them with people's lives, whether it's in the sports world or art world or music world. If somebody has a victory, man, I like to share it. I like us to rally around it. Well, Max, unfortunately, day two is already behind us. When you have somebody in the studio like Max with me, time goes like double fast. And so it's something else. But he's going to be with me for a few more days, so I'm glad he is. So, Max, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll just see what we can do tomorrow. But, Lord, bless you all. And, hey, love someone. Encourage someone. Be there for someone. God wants to use his wisdom in your life. Have a great day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.